ABF Creative. ABF Hello, my little ones. My name is Miss Jojo, and you're listening to African Folk Tales. Inside my magical jeep with me as we explore African lands where animals talk and people fly. Are you ready? Get in! Make sure your seatbelt is on. The only thing we want to let loose is your imagination. Let's set the destination for our next story. Here we go! Hang on! Today, our magic jeep visits two friends named Isuro and Kudu, who must learn an important lesson about friendship. Make sure to listen closely for the bell. The bell will ring when I say the magic word of the story. Listen all the way to the end to discover if you guessed it correctly and have fun! There once lived a strange pair of friends. One was a rabbit named Isuro, and the other was a baboon named Gudu. One day, when the sun was hotter than usual, Isuro awoke from his afternoon nap and saw Gudu the baboon standing over him. Wake up, said Gudu. I'm visiting my mother, and you must come with me. So put some food in a bag in case we can't find anything to eat during our journey. Then the rabbit rubbed his eyes, gathered fresh greens from under the bushes, and told Gudu that he was ready for the trip. They went on quite happily for some time, until they came to a raging river with rocks scattered everywhere. We cannot jump across all these wide spaces with all this food, said Gudu. It'll weigh us down, so let's throw it in the river. Since Isuro was in front of him and couldn't see what was happening, Gudu secretly stooped down and picked up a big stone. He threw it into the water with a loud splash to trick his friend into thinking he tossed his own bag of food. Your turn now! He cried to Isuro and with a heavy sigh, the rabbit unfastened his bag of food and dropped it into the river. Once they crossed over, they made their way onto a road on the other side of the river. Before they had gone very far, Gudu opened his own bag and began to eat some delicious-looking fruit. The smell made Isuro's stomach grumble. Where did you get that from? asked Isuro. Oh, I realized I could easily jump across the rocks, so I decided to keep my bag of food, answered Gudu. You tricked me into throwing mine away, said Isuro unhappily. It's only fair that you now share your food with me. But Kutu pretended not to hear him and kept on walking. The baboon and rabbit entered a nearby forest, and right in front of them was a tree so full of fruit that its branches swept the ground. Some of the fruit was still green and some yellow. Isuro, who was starting to grow hungry, hopped forward with joy. But Shrikigudu said to him, 
pluck the green fruit. It is the best. I will leave it all for you as you had no dinner and I'll take the yellow fruit for myself. Do you think Gudu was tricking Isuro again? If you said yes, you are right. Gudu knew the green fruits weren't ripe, so he made sure Isuro ate them instead. The rabbit took one of the green oranges and bit into it. Its skin was so hard that he could hardly get his teeth through the skin. It doesn't taste nice at all. Isuro cried, scrunching his nose. I'd rather eat the yellow ones. No, 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 I can't let you do that, answered Greedy Gudu, who was enjoying the ripe oranges he'd picked for himself. They will only make you ill. Eat your green fruit. They are healthier. Since that was the only food he had to eat, Isuro was forced to put up with it. After this trickery happened two or three more times, Isuro finally realized what was happening. He made up his mind to do the complete opposite of whatever Gudu told him to do. However, by this time, they had reached the village where Gudu's mother lived. And as they entered, Gudu pointed at a clump of bushes and said to Isuro, Whenever I am eating and you hear me say that the foods burnt my mouth, run as fast as you can and gather some of those leaves. That helps heal burns. The rabbit thought about asking Gudu why he'd eat food that he knew would burn him. Except Usuro was too afraid to do so. Instead, he just nodded. But as the pair got closer to the village, Isuro said to the baboon, Drat, I dropped my drinking cup. Wait here a moment while I go find it. Isuro ran back to the bushes in the woods and gathered some of the burn-healing leaves which he hid in his fur. Now if Gudu needs them, I don't have to run all the way to get these. He thought to himself, I can just rest and eat instead. When he had plucked as many as he could carry, Isuru returned to the spot where Gudu was waiting and they set off again. The sun was almost setting by the time they reached the village. Then Gudu's mother, who was waiting for them, brought out a picture of water, which she poured over their hands to wash off the dust. After they cleaned up, she got them two portions of food that smelled delicious. Ah. Just as Isuru was about to dig in, Gudu said, Stop! The village custom says, You can't eat until I finished my plate. That's because I was born here, and you want. Again, Isuro didn't know that Gudu was lying and only wanted more food. So he hungrily watched on, waiting until his friend was finally full. After a while, Gudu screamed loudly. Ouch! Ouch! I burned myself! Though he was not burnt at all. Even though Isuro had prepared for this moment by collecting the leaves earlier, he was too nervous to pull them out in case Gudu realized why he stayed behind. So Isuru hurried around the corner for a few minutes and came hopping back. But as quick as Isuru was, Gudu had been quicker still and he wolfed down Isuru's food. Drad, you are so unlucky, lied Gudu yet again.
As soon as you left, lots of people arrived. They were hungry and as you can see, ate your portion. Though Isuro knew better than to believe Gudu, he said nothing and went to bed hungrier than he had ever been in his life. Early next morning, Isuru was determined to get himself some real food. When he went out to eat, Gudu was sitting in front of a heap of nuts. You can have a good breakfast at last, said Gudu, pointing to the empty nutshells. He thought Isuro would listen to him again and take those, but he was surprised when Isuro pointed to the real nuts and said, Thank you, but I'll have these instead. And because Isuro was so hungry, he ate all the nuts until they were all gone. Gudu watched jealously. Because there were so many others around, he knew he couldn't take Isuro's nuts away without someone noticing. Then at dinner, Gudu's mother prepared salad and rice pudding for them. Again, Gudu tried to trick Isuro into giving up the dessert. Didn't you tell me you liked salad? said Gudu. But Isuro, who had learned from his past mistakes, answered, No, no, you are mistaking me for somebody else. I like pudding. He happily ate his rice pudding as Gudu was forced to eat the salad instead, which was his least favorite food. While Gudu was eating it, however, a sudden thought came to his mind. He knocked over a pot of water that was hanging in front of the fire, extinguishing the flames. Aha! Now that it is dark, I can't steal the pudding, the baboon thought to himself. But the rabbit knew better and stood in the corner with the pudding bowl hidden behind him. This way, Gudu couldn't find it. Gudu, said Isuro out loud. I know all about your tricks now, and I have to say, I don't like them one bit. They are mean, and friends don't do such things to each other. But you have taught me to be clever, so for that, thank you. With that, Isuro happily hopped out of the house with his bowl of pudding, while Gudu sat in total darkness. At first, he was angry at Isuro for turning the trick onto him. But the longer he reflected on Isuro's words, the more they weighed heavily on him. Before Gudu knew it, his anger turned into deep shame and regret. I guess Isuro is right, he thought. I haven't been much of a friend to him, have I? If I were in his shoes, I'd feel pretty upset as well. After the realization, Gudu got to his feet and hurried out to find and apologize to Isuro. But it didn't take long to spot Isuro, who was seated only a few feet away from the door. I am sorry, Isuro, said Gudu. You are right. I've been nothing but mean to you and that's no way to treat a friend. To his surprise, Isuro only smiled and patted the ground beside him. Gudu made his way over and joined his friend, who wordlessly offered him some leftover pudding. All was well and forgiven. The moral of the story is that we should always stand up for ourselves. Just as we saw with Isuro, 
It can be hard to do so when we are scared of upsetting a friend. But at the same time, we need to remember that friendships are built upon kindness and respect. A real friend will apologize and change the way they act just as Gudu did. Did you hear the bell? Did you discover the magic word of the story? If you said custom, you are right. Custom is spelled C-U-S-T-O-M. A custom is a type of tradition or a certain way of doing things. Many countries have their own unique customs. For example, in Nigeria, rice is eaten for lunch every Sunday. In Morocco, it's often customary to eat with your hands instead of utensils. Does your family have a special custom? Thanks for taking this trip with me today. I can't wait for you to travel to the next story with me. African Folktales is produced by ABF Creative. To learn more about the show, go to abfc.co slash folktales. If you loved this show, then tell someone you know. Our magical Jeep journeys are more fun when you can bring your friends along. Thanks for listening. Bye!